0: Well, good morning and welcome to another edition of Thinking It Through. My name is Craig Jarvis and this is a podcast put out by Village Church East. It's a podcast where we go through the cultural changes that are going on all around us and try and spend some time thinking them through. You are here on a good day. Uh, This is one day that I wanted, I've been kind of hanging on to because I saw a bumper sticker not that long ago, actually a couple of days ago now, and got me thinking. Here's what the bumper sticker said If you're not outraged, then you're not paying attention. Now, listen, I'm sure that's left over from the previous uh, political administration. But regardless, it got me thinking, what kind of a person would put that on their car? If you're not outraged, you're not paying attention. I looked up outrage. It, it, outrage is a strong moral emotion characterized by a combination of surprise, disgust, and anger, usually in reaction to a grave personal offense. It comes from the old French, outrage, what comes from the Latin, Ultra, meaning beyond. Do you know what outrage really means? It means beyond rage. Go ahead and look it up on the Google machine. You will find pictures of outrage in the computer and, and none of them will, will be something that you would want to see in your own house. Fists going through computer screens, things getting thrown across the room, screaming people Outrage is not something that attracts a whole lot of people, and at least it doesn't seem to. And yet, we seem to be living in a culture that kind of likes that term more and more. I'm trying to think of all the good decisions I made while being in a rage, and I can't think of a very long list. I think of the relationships that I've had to fix because I responded to somebody poorly and in a, maybe in a rage or, or maybe in anger, and I've had to go back and fix those things. I, you've seen this in social media. People respond with being outraged, and it ends up creating havoc in their relationships with other people. I, I think of all the times that I responded to my kids when I was outraged. None of those went well. I, re, I think of all the times that I spoke while outraged without thinking first and, and i end up damaging relationships and forget about it how about driving driving is like if you drive outraged you're you've got a major issue there's a reason they call it road rage it's never in a positive sense sadly if you live in chicago you know lakeshore drive is one of those places that draws people to chicago because it's a beautiful stretch it's a it's right along the lake and Last uh, well, actually, a couple of days ago, a twenty-one-year-old baby, a twenty-one-month-old baby, in in the um, in the seat in the baby seat was shot in a minivan on Lakeshore Drive. Now, listen, that's bad enough if somebody's shooting in and and hitting this baby in this baby seat. But the fact of the matter is, this was a gun battle going on between a guy shooting into that car with the little baby and the person driving the car with the baby in it. For a mile down Lakeshore Drive, these people, these is like the Old West, they were shooting at each other all the way down, until finally it crashed, this poor baby had gotten shot, the mother crawled out of the passenger window, and some good Samaritan took her and her baby to the hospital. To my knowledge, they're still doing surgery now, trying to save the baby. It's difficult to live in a world where people are outraged all the time, and and. I think it's a tactic of the culture in which we're in, where if they can get us to be outraged, they can get us to do all kinds of stuff we wouldn't normally do. Typically, when we make decisions while outraged, it doesn't go well. We call it DWO. I'm going to call it DWO. Decision-making while outraged. Rarely, without getting a hold of ourselves, are we able to function positively when we're driving in an outraged gear. We can't make decisions, good decisions, While outraged, I look at scripture and I I see how many times God compares his nature to one of peace. God actually calls himself a God of peace multiple times in scripture. Jesus comes along and actually says, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give unto you. This kind of peace that Jesus gives to those who follow Him is a peace that passes understanding. When, when we're wronged, when we're angry, when we're enraged, we have this ability not to operate from a st- from a standing of being outraged, but from a standing of having a peace in a situation that that makes others go, "How can you possibly be peaceful when you should be outraged?" Philippians four five to seven encourages us this way it says let your reasonableness another word for that is gentleness let your gentleness be known to everyone the lord is at hand don't be anxious about anything but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to god now listen to this and the peace of god here's the promise the peace of god which passes all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in christ jesus Our minds are where our thoughts begin to wander and we have all these imaginative ideas of how bad the situation is and our hearts are where the emotions lie and that's where we we lose control. God says the peace of God will guard our hearts and guard our minds. We don't have to operate from a a vantage point of being outraged. In fact, I think about the the Sermon on the Mount and I, I think back where Jesus says, blessed are the outraged for they shall inherit the earth. Yeah, it's laughable, because Jesus never says that the outraged, operating from a standpoint of being outraged, is a good thing to do. Instead, he says, "Blessed are the peacemakers." Now, does this mean that we should never get angry? Absolutely not. Anger can, scientifically proven, heighten our drive to survive. It can, it can actually be a good thing. It can discharge our our anger by. We can discharge our rage when we get angry by calming us. It can be a calming effect, like hitting a pillow or screaming into a pillow. Anger can motivate us to solve problems. America was built on this. Boston Tea Party, right? There was a problem they needed to solve it, and their anger led to creating a nation built on laws. Anger can make us aware of injustice. There's all kinds of positive things that anger can do. It can even be beneficial Science shows that those experiencing rage usually feel the effects of the adrenaline levels of the body go up. There's high adrenaline levels all of a sudden being released. And this this increase in adrenaline increases physical strength. It increases endurance levels. It sharpens senses while dulling the pain receptors. More anger causes more rage, which releases more adrenaline. And here's the danger because studies also show that when those levels of adrenaline get that high where we're outraged, it actually causes cognitive uh, problems. It actually will cause your memory to be impaired. Now, we should say anger is actually an attribute we get from God. There's nothing sinful about anger. anger. Jesus got angry and turned over the table in the temples twice. He did that in the beginning of his ministry and at the end of his ministry but we're giving a window into Jesus' heart. He doesn't do so because he's outraged. The adrenaline is flying, and he's not thinking about what he's doing. He's only seeing red. This is his passion for God's house that compels him to throw these thieves out. There were people in there that were ripping off a bunch of other people as they come to do sacrifices. They were getting rich off God, and Jesus wouldn't have any part of that. There's a difference between being angry and being outraged. We can be angry according to Ephesians 5 and sin not. I get angry when kids are abandoned at the border by coyotes. When these people paid to take these 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 kids over the border, over the southern border, and then they drop them like so much luggage over the border fence. I get angry when those kids are sold into sex life, sex trafficking, which a lot of them are. I get angry when I find out that every year More children die from abortion than Americans died in the Revolutionary War, the Civil War, both World War I and II, the Korean War, the Vietnam War, the Gulf War and Iraq Wars. All of them combined. More children die from abortion every year. I get angry when I have to deal with the sin in my kids' lives that's tearing them up and I can't do anything about it. I get angry when I see injustice and I can't fix it. But Be careful. Because there are people out there who will feed off our anger and use it to their ends. They just need us to be outraged so that they can manipulate us to do what they need us to do. People will try to get you to spring into action by getting you so angry that you only see red. And if somebody is encouraging you to operate from a place of outrage and not a place of sense, a place of reasonableness, be careful. They can get you to do a lot of things you would not normally consider if they can get you to stay in an outraged mode. God never does this, and he never encourages it. So don't get engaged in DWO, decision-making while outraged, DWO. Instead, how about DWC, decision-making while controlled? Romans eight thirteen says this, If you live according to the flesh, that means the passion of the flesh, the desire of the flesh, the drive of the flesh, if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. The goal is to be led by the Spirit of God, just as Jesus was, and as passionate as Jesus was. We never see him breaking God's law, burning down buildings, hurting others in his pursuit of passions. If anyone had reason to be outraged, listen, it was Jesus. He was mocked and beaten and scorned and rejected and lied about when all he did was show love. And yet even when he was nailed to the cross, he was not outraged. Instead, he prayed, Father, forgive them. They do not know what they're doing. So when you see the bumper sticker, if you're not outraged, you're not paying attention. My, my hope is that you'll just see it as a whistle call for those who need purpose for living. And we do not need that because we find that in Jesus if you want to follow a cause, don't follow a cause built on the level of outrage somebody can get you up to. Not DWO, Decision Making While Outrage, but DWC, Decision Making While Controlled. Well, listen, I've enjoyed being with you today as we have thought through, spent some time thinking through the place that rage has in our lives. I hope that it has the right place in yours. I hope that your life does loves more, finds more peace, offers more peace than outrage. Listen, you'll you'll definitely keep more friends that way. It's been a privilege spending some time with you thinking it through and I hope you'll join us again as we spend time next time thinking it through. We'll see you then.